This is the Finesse Media Podcast, Season 3. Greetings to the men of Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated and all of our guests. My name is Brother Garrett Jackson, and I have the honor of introducing a song that I wrote during this global pandemic. It's called Letter to a Nation. It calls on the anger, the grief, the frustration, and the pain while opening the door for hope and healing. My hope is that as you listen, that you'll be inspired to write your own letter, to think about the things that you want to see different in the year ahead. Welcome back to another episode of Finesse Media Podcast Season 3. I'm your host, Ken Finesse Media, and as I mentioned to you right before the break, I have another Finesse joining me on this episode that's, again, Finesse in the game, but also my friend, brother, a member of Phi Beta Sigma. Uh, tonight, we have a great guest on, a musician, uh, so we're going to keep this thing rolling, and welcome to the podcast, the Season 3 Finesse Media Podcast. For the first time, my friend, brother, Mr. Garrett Jackson, or GP, are you with me? What's up, bro? What's up? What's up, Ken? I appreciate you, man. I'm excited to be here with you. Absolutely. I'm so happy that you were able to join. Listen, as I was saying to you offline, because we'll keep the conversation rolling, uh, I had no idea of your amazing talent and artistry before having our first international vice president, Chris Ray. Shout out to you, Chris. But he pinged me and said, man, listen, there's a dope brother uh, in our fraternity. Not sure if you catch or caught the performance, but he, he's an extraordinary uh, singer. But with the recent message, a letter to the nation, which I certainly want to get into in a moment, but the yeah. performance at the uh, Founders Day celebration. So go, my friend. That happened. Uh, let's jump right into it. How did um, that moment make you feel? Um, you yeah. know, yeah. my first question, but then how did that connection happen, you know, between the fraternity and yourself? Yeah, so wow. I mean, just a feeling of, of awe uh, to have the brothers uh, feel that this piece was worthy to be shared with our membership at large and our community mm-hmm. at large for anybody who uh, who wish to view. I mean, celebrating on, on January 9th in 2021 after the year that we had just had, yeah. uh, be able to share the message of the song, Letter to Delirious, we gotta take a serious When we all believe one day we'll all be free The fair to a nation around everything we had experienced with COVID, around the racial injustices that were happening uh, in and around the country, um, was just a, a very humbling moment uh, to be able to see my piece represented as part of that. So they actually showed the music video uh, that, I, that I had uh, shot for, uh, for that piece. And it was included right after uh, we spoke with Brother Victor Glover live from the space station. So it was it was it was a wild time to be up there. Brother Kirk Carr was a part of the program too. So just incredible, incredible lineup that I was honored to be a part of. Mm, man, it, it was an amazing production from start to finish. Yeah, uh, yeah. Our tech team shut it down. So shout out to the um, brothers in the headquarters yeah. of any brothers that was on that program. Uh, yeah. Again, shout out to Chris Ray because I know he had his hands a part of that project. But it was an amazing thing. That, absolutely. That that and also John White. I got I got to shout out John White because he actually helped uh, pull the program together uh, from a production standpoint as well. 
And believe it or not, John White, to your, to your second question, was actually how this song got into the program. Okay. Um, so I've, I've known John for years, from our, our years in, uh, in Chicago at IOTA New Sigma, uh, and now in Tri Sigma here in the D.C. area. And we're actually part of a Black executive leadership program uh, through an organization called McKinsey, a, a global uh, consultancy. And so through that program, we actually reconnected. And it was in December, middle of December. And so I texted John offline and said, hey, man, good to see you. <laughs> and, you know, just really excited to see another face in, in the space. And um, I had just released the song by that point. Mm-hmm. So I said, John, you've you got to hear this piece. I'm really excited about it. I think, you know, as I'm, as I'm hoping to build on uh, uh, the release of this, I would love for you to take a listen. And that same night, he said, hey, brother, I've got a slot for this to be in the program for Founders Day. Go mob, go mob. What do you think? And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. right. (laughs) Right, not knowing anything about the program, not what it was going to look like, not knowing what it was going to have, but trusting that these brothers were going to make sure that it was represented well. Man, oh man, did they have? Did they? So, was honored to be a part of that. So, yeah, shout out to John, shout out to Chris Ray. Shout out to uh, President Michael Cristal. It it was uh, incredibly well done. No, definitely, man. And and it, it's a cool honor again to have your fraternity brothers to to really love on you and, and celebrate. You know this moment because as you mentioned, I mean it was perfect timing. I mean as if we haven't been in this space and that that message that you 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 give and, and let it to the nation hasn't yeah. been a redundant message. I mean you do mm-hmm. it beautifully, but it's a consistent message. So it's spot on. Particularly during the insurrection that happened there in D.C., and so you yeah. are yeah. in yeah. the Washington area. Kind of, what's the temperature like, you know, out in Washington? I mean, right now it's love. <laughs> <laughs> right, of course. No, I mean it's 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 a new day. It's a new day, and everybody's feeling good. Um, I mean, thank God that we've got some competent leadership. I'm excited about the Biden Harris administration and all that they're going to accomplish. I think they've got our backs. Um, I think they're going to send a strong message um, of, of hope and unity, uh, which we've also already heard uh, President Biden talking about. So I'm I'm really uh, optimistic about what's. Mm-hmm. Well, I know they have an aggressive plan to get 100 million vaccines administered. I believe in the first 100 days, um, and so still having the leadership of Dr. Anthony Fauci and others at the helm who know what they're doing. We have an administration who trusts the science. Um, and so that's that's really important. You, you you actually heard in the piece, and I always have to give the caveat of when this was written, so that is clear that we uh, people understand <laughs> what I'm talking about in my song when I say the Fed say it's handled, but it ain't. This song was written in 2020, right when we were in the middle of COVID. So yeah. you know who was in charge, and you know who wasn't in charge. Mm-hmm. Let's never be. Uh, let's never confuse those two. But fortunately, I think we've got strong leadership that's going to get us to where we need to be. Um, so that we can get back to the stuff we want to do, man. You know, call me when we can go outside again. Get <laughs> ready to go out there and live their lives and get back to a state of normalcy, man. And so yep. the, no, absolutely. That I'm hoping that this message brings um, while still being able to have that difficult conversation around how do we mourn those that we've lost in a way that's healthy uh, and be able to use our energies and creative ways to be able to share messages um, that can transcend both emotions mm-hmm. is a real challenge. So that's, I think that's the beauty of this piece. 
Uh, what I'm hoping that folks will take away from the message. What's your letter to a nation? Absolutely. A letter to a nation. I mean, definitely, you know, uh, good song. Please, y'all, check it out. But before a letter to a nation, there was a journey. And that journey started, you know, in the town that you're from in in, in Maryland. Yeah. I'm sorry. I actually got to go back and and check it because I never heard of Mitch Veal. Mitchellville, 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 Maryland. Where's that at on the map, Fred? I got to take a double look at it. So, so it's actually tucked within Bowie. Uh, it's not a, it's not a sort of established the same way that Bowie and Greenbelt, where I live now, and other other towns in the uh, in cities in in Prince George's County are. But uh, Mitchellville is is a, a, a old kind of um, old established uh, part of uh, Prince George's County. Um, where you got a lot of, you know, beautiful homes, mm-hmm. um, a lot of beautiful black people, professionals, folks who have, uh, you know, worked really hard to earn, uh, you know, solid living and be able to create, uh, you know, solid uh, upbringing for their, for their families. Um, and I was very fortunate to uh, grow up in that area. And I think the unique thing about how that has shaped my, my growth as an artist um, you know, those same communities were, was where I started my, my singing, mm-hmm. you know, at, at Largo Community Church over off Enterprise Road in, in, uh, in, in Mitchellville. Uh, when I was only 12 years old, I went to DeMatha Catholic High School for, uh, and sang there and then went on to Morgan State University on a music scholarship, um, continued on. And I, music has been such a part of my life, really. Um, and, and so it's, it's a pleasure, man. It's really an honor to be able to do something that's different, that's so unique, um, mm-hmm. that speak to the time. So that's that's the beauty of where this song has come from. And so if I'm honest, when, you know, the song really kind of began to take shape, uh, it was March of last year, it was March of 2020. Mm. And so what I, what I, you know, had, I kind of woke up with it, if I'm being honest, Ken, and I, I, I had the music, I had the lyrics literally in my head. And so it was then up to me to figure out how and what to do with this because I knew that this was a message that was, it was somber. Um, it was in some ways, it was sad. And, and, and you know, this is the beginning of, of COVID. This has been all the stay at home. Right, right. Absolutely. Place, right. So it's fresh. We don't even know what's mm-hmm. going Right. And so that's that's the posture in which this song is born is, is I'm writing the song from that posture. Um, and that's really kind of the soil from which it, it grows. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead please. No. So I was going to say about, you know, you're, you're doing the, the country music. So have you, was you were you again inspired by any other country artists as you were making this? But my also question, too, was about this one single is their album that's leading up to it where other country artists are maybe get in on a project on another track or another single is that coming up soon uh great question can't speak to the second part yet um a little, little too early to tell but definitely uh trying to get back into the writing um to get some other material out there for sure um okay. and definitely hopeful about the future to see what uh what that looks like yeah. for- the, the the style of I think your first question around the style of country and where that came from for me was that the first yes sir yeah so and and who I heard uh, what was kind of modeling this so for me if I'm honest I thought of Glory by mm-hmm. John Common 
you know, I, I thought of that type of piece that had uh, uh, sort of that marching, mm-hmm. very methodical, uh, very deep um, type of type of piece. And so, so I, I didn't so much have have genre in mind, but I knew the sound that I wanted it to kind of resemble, um, and I wanted it to have that that pulse that you felt like you could walk with, that you felt mm-hmm. something that uh, would, would resonate with you and almost kind of defy time. Um, and so that, that was kind of what I was hoping to achieve mm-hmm. with the sound. But yeah, I mean, once I realized that this was kind of a bluesy country, rockish kind of feel, I said, okay, I, I guess I guess this is what it is. And I've <laughs> heard, heard folks say like, oh, you know, the Darius Marco, Hootie and the Blowfish kind of feel. and yeah, I'm, I'm I'm receiving the you know receiving the feedback and, and mm-hmm. um, by it, but man, I, I I can't honestly say that I was writing this and thinking, oh man, yeah, I want this to sound like this Hootie and the Blowfish song. Right. It just it wasn't it wasn't there. I was purely in the zone of trying to deliver this 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 message. To be honest with you, you know, we've got COVID on the rise. We've got mm-hmm. Black Lives Not Mattering. We've got so many issues within our, our, our nation and with our uh, community that this was a message that just felt like absolutely had to be heard. And it was really important, I'll say, Ken, for the video to be really the thing that tied all this together. So mm-hmm. after I had the music and the lyrics and then the spoken word came around, I needed, I needed a visual. I, I really was compelled to believe that a visual was going to take this song and make it whatever it was going to become. Um, I, well, I had confidence in the song and my ability to be able to deliver the song, whatever that was worth. I, I knew that a visual, something that had to tell the story and show people the, 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 the horrors of what we have dealt with, right? Because that's, that's been sort of the big thing. We've, you know, we've seen the numbers of just how devastating it is, but mm-hmm. so it's less frequently. Um, do we take a moment to pause and just ponder on and see the toll for ourselves? And, and it's that it's that um, it's that flag scene. Jobs uh, are gone and loved ones are dying. Whether from the virus or the color of our skin, someone call me when the nightmare. Stadium in DC um, that really tells the story of of the impact, particularly for COVID, um, and just how devastating that has been. And so I think when people see that, that's when it begins to settle in about what we're actually talking about for real. Um, and so to be able to move from that place of mourning and pain and frustration, how could this happen in America? to what do we do now? What do we urge others to do by writing our own letter, whether it's music, whether it's poetry, whether it's spoken word, whether it's um, a complete other discipline, right? Whether it's writing letters to a congressperson, whatever it might be, 
right? What is the mantle that somebody else will now take up and say, this is what I'm going to do to make sure that my community is a little better or to make sure that my nation is a little better or wherever they find themselves. Right. I spoke about your alumnus uh, from Morgan State University a couple of episodes back, April Ryan. I had John Murray on and we gave April Ryan some flowers because he said that she's someone. It just shows you that no matter uh, when and no matter how, God can bless you in his own time. And Amen. here's somebody who is just happy being a great worker, uh, taking care of her daughters as a single mom, and just communicating to the uh, engaged audience that she had. But God honored her with a larger platform, and she is making that thing work for her and capitalizing off every moment. So April Ryan will be somebody I think is really finessing the game. Who's finessing the game? And later in this episode, I'm going to ask you who's that person for you professionally or personally that is finessing the game. But before we do that, again, I want to go back to Morgan State because each and every week I spotlight an HBCU. You can see it. I'm rocking it out. Um, One of our sponsors, the HBCU Kid, um, that focuses on the importance of education, the heritage, the tradition, and keeping those things alive. But attending Morgan State University, uh, GP, how was that for you? What made you choose – Morgan State University. Mm. Um, man, scholarships. <laughs> of course. I agree. I went to the University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff on a band scholarship. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Get it. Morgan, Morgan right here, and uh, my wife was uh, is a Howard grad. So That's what's up. All day long. Shout out to Howard. Um, yeah, for, for, for Morgan, so I knew I wanted to do music, and so that, that made the choice pretty easy. I didn't really want to go far, far away from home. Um, and so between Morgan's academics and the music program, I was fortunate enough to get a decent amount of money to go to school. Um, and, and compared to some of the other universities where I was thinking about attending, there just, there really wasn't a, uh, any competition. But man, I got to tell you, being in that music department during those years and thinking about um, I mean, when you talk about some, you know, folks who are finessing the game, uh, I've got I've got colleagues um, who who I sang with during my time in, in that choir, who are killing the game in a variety of different industries. Names that you know folks will recognize in the gospel industry, if it's Anthony Brown and Group Therapy, in the opera scene, if it's Solomon Howard or Simone Paulwell. Um, in the, uh, again, in the gospel scene, Thomas Allen, so many others, uh, Brittany Wright, James uh, Murphy. I mean, just the, the, the list, the list is uh, mind boggling. Mm-hmm. And they go to school with, right? These, these are not, these are not people that, you know, you know, maybe, maybe there were a couple, couple years before you, or, you know, they, they came to the school during such and such a time in the past. Mm-hmm. No, no, these these were these were my colleagues. These were the people that I traveled with. These are the mm-hmm. people that, that I ran with. Um my, my man Kevin McAllister who's uh who's uh running things in the, the Broadway scene. Um I mean just just so many, so many talented, talented, talented people um that I, I can't I can't begin to uh uh just yeah, to list them all. Say how proud I am to have been a part of that number. Um, during that during that unique time, so absolutely add your name right onto that list. Add yeah, your name right onto yeah, that list. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing to to see um, the HBCU alumni, as you mentioned, that are literally finessing the game in so many different fields and genres of music. Um, just because you you you'd be surprised, and I always tell someone, uh, tell everyone, if you are at a 
I would say Fortune 5 or Fortune 100 company. Mm-hmm. Best believe some of your top executives in those companies attended and graduated from an HBCU. So That's where we're trying to get, man. That's where we're trying to get to. Absolutely. We we see uh, your wife's Howard alum, Kamala Harris, you know, in, in that space. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. While attending Morgan State University, is that where you also pledged the Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated? Absolutely. Gamma Chapter, one and only. Well, no, no. So talk to me about that experience being on campus and being a member of Phi Beta Sigma. Um, but before that, what made you choose yeah. to and what inspired you to join that membership? Man, um, so I really didn't know much about fraternity life when I got to Me Morgan. neither, brother. I was from Chicago, and I pulled up on Pine Bluff campus like, yo, what the yeah. heck is OBE? What the heck is Triangle EO? You know, my dad's, you know, a Mason affiliate, and I knew of that but had no okay. idea. So I'm lost just like you. So how did well, your man, story, how did look, your story look, go? And, and shout out shout out to South Side of Chicago. Spent four years in Bronzeville. I saw that. That's my second home. I haven't been back in a while, man. But uh, on on the other side of COVID, we're going to get out there. Um, Man, Sigma at Morgan. So uh, my my only real tie-in, one of my best friends, uh, Devin Menace, his father, uh, God rest his soul, was was a member of Phi Beta Sigma uh, Alpha Chapter at Howard, of course. And he, uh, in his lifestyle, I think, was what uh, definitely attracted me to Phi Beta Sigma, um, so that by the time uh, there was an opportunity to express interest, um, there, there really weren't too many choices. Now, I'll be honest, my, <laughs> if I'm transparent, like I said, I didn't know too much about much of any of them, right? So when Morgan uh, fraternities put out their, their flyers on campus, you know, it's when nobody really doing anything on the internet at that point. Right. Um, I, I, I sort of selected the couple of interest meetings that I was going to go to, missed a few, got to Sigma, and I was like, okay, you know, this this is cool. And my my assistant dean, uh, uh, Brian, called me up and said, Sunday, you down? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I guess whatever that means. <laughs> so it was it was from that moment uh, uh, forward, man. And shh, this is 2021, 18 years. I was going to say, let's roll the clock back. So this is 18 Morgan years, State. man. 18 years, 18 years financial too, working on that life membership status. That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah, Shout out to Idol New yeah. Sigma down in Chicago, man. Those brothers. Yeah, love. Love, um, love. I'm here in Dallas, Texas now, so okay. uh, Omicron Sigma and, and I don't know okay. seem to run the same beaten path in terms of the business. I feel like I'm at home here in Texas with Omicron Sigma. So the That's Gamma cha- the Gamma chapter, uh, Morgan State University. Uh, what was your number? Was it many of y'all who came off? I was eight of nine. Eight of nine. Cool. Could have been that tail, man. You was almost that tail club. (laughs) I loved loved where I was in the line, man. I got to admit, ain't nothing like the great eights, man. No, listen, I don't bother. I'm a tail club. I just stand in my lane. I just go, if you're a tail, you cool with me. I'm number 19, so it's not many people. Yeah, it was it was only nine of us. It was only nine of us. So uh, I was I was close enough to the back that you know something went down. Then I had to had to pick up the slack. But yeah, no, yeah. that's what's up. All right, GP. My last question. My question I ask each guest that comes onto the Finesse Media podcast because you're someone who's finessing the game. So I always ask my finesser, who's yeah. that person for you that's professionally or personally finessing the game for you? Oh man. Uh, 
got to name one person. Yeah, I know so many people come to mind when I give this question, uh, you know, to my guests, and I'm sure you can just blur out many names, but yeah, you know, I, I think one person that uh, that comes to mind, I'll, I'll keep it, I'll keep it in the family with, uh, with all things um, music and uh, all things professional. But shout out my best friend, Lamar Hilton, uh, Morgan grad, um, twice over PhD, and he is the first uh, black vice president of student affairs at Kent State University. I'm going back to the south. I'm going back, 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 back when my roots ain't watered down. Growing, growing like a bulb up tree of life on fertile ground. Ancestor put me on game. Long time on gold chains with my old shoon in a jail. here on the Finesse Media Podcast. Go, my, my brother. It's Appreciate always you, brother. good Appreciate to talk to brothers. Uh, and But more importantly, talking to my brothers who's finessing the game. So this is another place that you can always come. The doors open uh, as you continue to build and release new projects. Please Thank let you. this be the spot where we can drop it. Maybe, you know, have an exclusive uh, to uh, any track or any video. Let's do it. Let's do it. So I give you certainly the whole honor and privilege to do that, my brother. But for people who are just joining uh, your artistry like myself, but it's definitely going to keep following it. Let our listeners know how they can keep up with everything that you have going currently and the things that you have set to come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So keep in contact with me at Real GP Jackson, all of my social media at Real GP Jackson. Uh, you can find me on, on the web at gpjackson.com as well. Uh, so I encourage you to stay in touch 
I'm a kind guy. So if you reach out, I'm going to reach back out to you. If you hit me up, I'm going to hit you back. Um, so I look this is proof. This is proof. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I look forward to staying in touch uh, across all the different platforms, spreading love, sharing good music, some good food as well. Little HBCU love too. It's all in the mix, man. It's all fam. It's all. That's what's up. Well, GP, you stay with me. I'm going to stay with you. And you keep finessing the game, my brother, and come back each and every time that you again want to just say hello or anything to share with our audience. This has been another episode of Finesse Media Podcast Season 3. I'm your host, Ken Finesse Media, and I'll see you next week with something brand new. Peace. Letter to a nation, baby. Get it. It's right now available. (laughs) Go mob, bro. Go mob. Go mob. Go mob.
whether from the virus or the color of our skin. Someone call me when the nightmare ends. Call me when we can go outside again. another edition of the Finesse Media Podcast. Join us again next week for the latest news from HBCU. Special guests and co-hosts. Thank you for listening to the Finesse Media Podcast. Thank you.